some guy um came up to me and said what's that scarf you got and i says that's the boca junior scarf boca do nord where do i get one of those i said you don't (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean the minnesota football show your regular dose of smart socially aware and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local national and international the minnesota football show co-hosts are bridget mcdowell and sheila reed produced and co-hosted by rodrigo sanchez javeria and eric silva you can follow the minnesota football show at mn football show on your social media platform of choice Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. And welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Football Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria, also known as the guy that totally brings the Boca do Norte scarf to every home game they can. <laughs> While wearing the uh, their their uh, Thorns jersey, Portland Thorns jersey, so that, oh, that'd be me. Uh, and I have Eric and Bridget as well with me today, and oh. we are going to talk about things that are related to soccer, things that are not related to soccer, and then just things overall. So, how are you guys Children doing? Cooking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's happening. It's, I really can't complain. I mean, I'm very spoiled that. My kids are at the age where they can make us breakfast and brunch. So honestly, everything is fine. We're spoiled. It's just loud in the background. <laughs> you you want to trade kids? That's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's that's that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'd love to have your kids for like a weekend. Maybe I can actually have someone make me breakfast. That's not yep. your Nubia. So we're spoiled. Bridget, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Right on. Plugging along. Well, we've had an interesting week. It was another one of those three-game weeks. Um, Very much a roller coaster rides of sorts in in Minnesota United land. We'll talk about that. Uh, Let's start with this news, though. Earlier in the week, we learned uh, via Greeter that uh, Patrick Weah headed out to loan uh, to Sacramento Republic, which, okay, you know, he did his thing at Real Betis, trained a little bit, didn't stay, came back. And I mean, prior to, well, maybe I should say it, after Wednesday, <laughs> we are like, you know, having a few more attackers may not be such a bad idea for this team. But <laughs> off he goes. Thoughts? I mean, he needs the minutes, and he's, he's obviously not getting them here. Even, even when we're using the depth pieces, he's only getting, you know, five or ten minutes here and there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, give him some competitive time in USL and – so he'll get the minutes, just like uh, Kevin Gucci's down there as well. Um, I mean, I think he'll come back better and he'll be ready now that we have so many more healthy players at the moment. Um, maybe he'll be more ready to contribute when needed. Hopefully we don't need that. But what was funny is that he was after this news came out, like maybe within a day or so, like the day prior to his first game over with the Sacramento Republic, he went on Instagram live, like at a, and pretty much just asking people to go watch his game. And I was like, oh, poor kid. 
I was like, just just make sure that you do your Instagram live with like Bebelo or Reynoso, right? You know, that's <laughs> how to do it. Yep. And Fragapane. So then people will be like, oh, yeah, we got to listen to your Instagram live. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, I think Joseph Rosales has gotten more time than he has. <laughs> and that's, yeah. And that's, and that's, says something where right? we're at. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and the jury is out on Joseph Rosales right now, but, you know, the fact that he's getting more playing time and Patrick, and let's not let's not don't let me talk about Adi and what I think of uh, Fernando Adi, but uh, either, well, let's so. let's well, jump we'll, to Wednesday. Okay. I think we'll get to I think we'll get to Adi. <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> um, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. I I did not watch this match. I feel great that I did not watch this match. I actually kind of uh, forgot about this match to be totally honest. Um, but I coming forgot about it, it while I was watching it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the correct response, I think. Um, I should have forgot about it. Everybody's beat up. Everybody's injured. Uh, Ray, Lud, Ogodello, Hansen, McMaster, Dotson joins in. Gasper joins in. Alonso's out with. Oh, Gasper and Alonso with suspensions. It is. So I mean, just yeah. like, I mean, we're 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 playing with. Uh, I don't even know what's what's the metaphor. We're we're playing with, uh, you know. The duct leftovers tape. that are yeah duct tape that's good i like that we're playing we're using duct tape and bubble gum yep um i don't know i'll throw it to you guys since you unfortunately witnessed this 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 was maybe one of the roughest rides we've had in a long time um who wants to start it off i mean uno had some nice moments uh unfortunately he can't do it all alone and he was fairly alone um your your very short notes here kind of about cover it uh with him taking place of Reynoso trying to be that playmaker the second striker didn't work because if you can't get the ball into the final third it doesn't matter how many strikers you have or where they're positioned right as we mentioned Adi Adi was up top Adi yep Adi's in front of Uno um, I was interested to see how that would play out. Uh, you know, you've got kind of the second string back line. You've got a little bit of a second string midfield. Um, so I was, I was intrigued, uh, and that lasted a whole five, maybe 10 minutes. And then I was kind of over it, but I think that that might say more about the midfield than just ball movement as a whole than it does about Adi himself but well I, I, one of the things too is that um 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 well geez who's the announcer for the loons i just blanked uh called williams Cal. Cal, yeah yeah Cal Williams. Cal, um um in a podcast earlier like and i got in a conversation with him via twitter in the aspect of like how Anu had talked about that he he's not a true striker. He was first a midfielder and then developed into a striker. So he likes playing in the in um you know in the second striker type of role, right? Which makes sense because he, he he's got really good touch and he can pass the ball. You, you can totally see that. Like his first thing is always not to shoot, but to see if he can create an opportunity. And we'll talk about it in this game as well too. And not this game, but also the next game as well too. But with Adi, it, it gives you a point. But when you're not getting service, it's, it's, it's very hard to be able to create anything. And I think the first five, six, ten minutes, right, 
Minnesota needs to be able to finish. And let's be real, Lute is our top finisher, right? And uh, and and not having someone that can finish is just really and really you know un, un, uneventful. Like we we're not willing to to put the ball in the net. We could have been up one. We could have been up two. Anu isn't finishing touches and all the way in yet. Um, but I think, you know, that five, 10 minute, like surge of energy and everything that we put into this game was good to see. But then after that, the, the holes, um, in the, in the plan and they, and, and the uh, roster just were exposed. Right. I mean, there was no connection like the, between, yeah. between the defense and the midfield. So there was no outlet mm-hmm. pass and someone to do that. Um, I've been an extreme champion of Will Trap, but in the last two games, he has been non-existent in that kind of role. Well, he and, can't do it all either. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no I'm so not saying much. he should do all, but he's also he's 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 also the person has also been doing a lot of passing, and he hasn't been able to do a lot of that passing. It seems to me, and he's kind of like been out of the picture in a sense. Uh, I'm not saying that's all fully all his fault, but at the same time, like you, if you can't if you can't connect the defense to the midfield, right. in that spine that we always talked about, you're not going to be able to create much and you're going to, you lose a lot of the ball in your own half of the field, which is what was happening. It was like, we were getting dispossessed at all times by anyone and anyone's. And we were just, the passes were horrible, right. They weren't on. Um, and this is something Fragapane does a lot. And I think it's because I'm hoping it's because people don't understand Fragapane's frame of mind and where, where someone should be. But like he'll have at least every game when he's playing, maybe two to three, maybe even four opportunities in where he passes the ball where there's green space and no one's there to follow. Right. And I think there was a lot of miscommunication in that aspect of it too. So let's get back to kind of the beat down here and just talk about what happens. So 13th minute, uh, Shelton scores off of Saloa. He just, he just kept tearing things up and that, and you, you said it, Rodrigo, you, you, you read my mind. Like they just eventually started to slice and dice the midfield and the defense. And there was just space all over the place. And that's kind of what happens here. He actually, he splits Boxel and I don't, I don't remember who, who the other person was, but uh, it, it might've been Metinere, but I can't remember on that one, but he just totally burns both of them two two for one a uh, great shot, which of course Miller stops, but then it lands right for dude for Shelton. He kind of does like the low, not really a diving header, kind of like he's already on his knees and just kind of does like the, uh, the doggy version <laughs> of, the, of the header. And, and there's nothing you can do. I mean, Miller's out open goal. What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, the same thing goes with like DJ Taylor. Like we put him in a situation where he's more comfortable in the right and we put him on the left and Russell just totally owned him. Like literally. Yep. I think and is that the next one that that's the next that's four. <laughs> the next, next seven. four. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next sixteen attempts at goal. That's that's all, all it is. It's just, it's just it was like all all like uh, high school soccer. It's like oh look, yeah, thirty six minutes a, there's all the way. He there's gets a deficit his. on this side. Let's just yep. attack that side. Yep, yep. So all it was. And I feel bad for feel bad for DJ Taylor because like. He's decent, yeah. but and that and that left side, he's he's not as effective. And he was just trying to put a body in there, and, uh, and it's just you know, Jenny Russell is a veteran. He knows he knows he knows when to attack, and you know he he did a great job. So, tell me about the PK that happens in the forty fourth, right before halftime. That was uh, Miller kind of gets an ankle. Is that kind of what happened? Um, Miller. 
this game, I you, you could you by I want to say by the second goal, you could totally feel the frustration in all the players' demeanor, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people were frustrated. I think Tyler was too, and I think maybe because that for that second goal where he deflected the ball, he he should have tried to deflect it outward, not back into the box, and that led to that shot that went through. I think nutmeg either Boxlow or somebody nutmeg the ball went through their legs and then yeah. regardless you're frustrated um, um tyler comes out uh, tries to get at the angle totally does not have the angle goes for, goes at the ball anyways and instead of even not even touching the ball he just brings the player down right and like that's uh that's not the tyler we're used to so that's a really bad frustration right like you could you could tell at least that's my that's my observation and so like that's the PK, right? And then um, I think Russell scored that, right? Yeah. So, yep. so then, you know, Russell is the one that that literally was the MVP of this game in the sense, right? I mean, we, we couldn't really connect. And it wasn't until I think um, Lude came into the game and I think we had a change in the midfield. Who were the substitutions for that? Did, did Hayes? Did Hayes? Uh, yeah, I think uh, it was Hayes and. Shoot, hang on. I'll pull yeah. them up real quick. And 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 that was one of those things. Is like, so like if you're going to to play two sixes in a game, I think you need someone to really be the distributor, right? And I think um, in the situation, it took us a very long time to figure out who that might be. And 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 that's and and that's a problem, right? Is when you don't have a game plan set up, like. Hey, Dotson's in this game. Let's try to get him the ball, and then he can pass it off to somebody else, right? Let's try to get the ball out that way. Try to find an outlet pass, and when we're not doing that, it just it it gets really frustrating real quick. Specifically when you have a team that that can so full of an attack minded concept that they'll take any chance they can and they'll turn it into an opportunity to score and a dangerous opportunity to score. So yeah, it was, it was a steamroll. Yeah, the substitutions were more defensive. Uh, Kalman in for Fragapane, uh, Raitala in for Taylor, Rosales in for Hayes. So Hayes had started that game. Um, and then Lude for Adi. So the midfield did definitely shift. There was some... Yeah. Uh, they went more for the striker-focused midfield legs rather than just solid midfield passing yeah I think and it, this is also it did a... look a lot better because you you know you sub in those guys on the defense you get fresh legs back there um who aren't so frustrated and and risking fouls and then did, you free up you... a few guys to run you mentioned mcmaster did, did he go out too no he didn't make it to the game i don't think so no he's still injured i think um, oh i got yeah, i got he's the still wrong on name the then. List. yeah no i i think one of the things that's really interesting is that we wonder how long uh, Raitala was going to be in the doghouse. And apparently it, it, it takes a DJ Taylor bad, bad performance to be able to like, see, see him sometime. And That's he, what I'm he thinking did okay. Taylor. Um, he, he, he did decently, I think, you know. Um, yeah. But I, I think he also needs to be put in a situation where he can do that, right? And that, he hasn't The last goal, game. the fourth goal was, I think Duke is the one that I, that I wrote down that just completely burned him on a, on a yeah. foot race. Yeah. Young kid, and he just, yeah, and that was a first goal too. too. 
first girl yeah. of his career in MLS. So should, okay. one day we should do like a spreadsheet and see how many times Minnesota <laughs> United has given up a first goal. We, first, first goal, first hat trick, first. first we, whatever, we, yeah. we make opposing teams careers. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I mean, what can you do? It was, it was trash. It was a terrible result. It was a four, terrible game. Four nil you know, like Kansas City. Which really sucked because like. This is the time. This stretch right here is one of the important stretches because we have been right. able to get results. And when you don't put your, uh, you know, a good quality uh, roster out there because of the the issues that you have, this is what you're going to get. Now, my question would have been like, if you, we've seen, we've seen, uh, we've seen Heath park the bus before as that, or um, start with a four three three, right? That's a new defensive kind of thing that he did. Um, did you feel confident enough to think that putting a two striker system kind of like in a makeshift four four two would work? Um, you know, that that that's to that's to be debated. I think, you know, I think you put a four four two when you have someone that can get them the ball and get them the service, right? And I think that's that's been the issue. I think Adi is Adi makes me miss Wanchope even more. Like that's 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 my true fact that's how i'm gonna say because just like i don't see him besides being a big body and we, if we're gonna cross balls uh we should be crossing them to him but we don't seem to be doing that either so like i don't i don't i don't see what the the um the infatuation is but but give him a start i'd rather give a patrick Weah, who has the energy and fitness to stay up there at least a chance to, Let, to create chaos yeah, let's wrap this one up because we still got another one. But to your point about um, crunch time, we should mention the Heath out train got gra- grabbed a lot of steam after this. Um, no surprise there. So with the rest of the league, Atlanta, D.C., both got some big wins, Montreal as well. But the real narrative for us, like Rodrigo, this is the segue. We basically needed to keep LAFC and Salt Lake at bay. That did not happen. They both won. LAFC gets a 2-1 to one win over Austin. Salt Lake just a wild, wild match four to three. I think last minute goal to win that one over San Jose. Um, but nonetheless, after Wednesday, we find ourselves out of the playoffs friends. We drop down to eighth. Now things are going to change when obviously when we're talking about the next match, but for, for three days, things aren't so good in loons land. <laughs> and it's deservedly so. I mean, when we don't have our star players, we're just a very mediocre team that has no connection in a sense, right? And I'm not trying to go specifically to any specific player, but I'm just saying we just don't have that team chemistry and that outlet, right? And I, and that's just the way it is, right? I mean, if we're not willing to try new things and that's and this is how we, our identity is going to be, it's that. Which a lot of Minnesota United fans kind of got spoiled with last year's uh, you know, run, right? I think that was one of those things people were questioning. Was that a fluke? I don't think it's looking more like that was uh, a fluke and, um, you know, not something that we are consistent about. And, you know, and, and, and that's the reality. I mean, like, you know, like me, like we've all been, we, we all have teams that we follow from Die Hard. Like, you know, I think I followed teams that, you know, people always wonder why I'm not, why I'm following them, even though they have never done anything with it. It's just because that's just the way it is. That's, that's the, that's the what's the call? That's the nurturing part of being a, a true supporter aspect of it. You you take all your lumps, 
and you take your truckloads of lumps just to be able to find that one little joy of moment whenever it comes and then you treasure the crap De- out of decades it. Decades of lumps if you're a Goyaz That's fan. That's right, right. <laughs> decades and uh, generations of, of yes. suffering. That's right. Just to get that one brief moment of escape. That's all That's all it's about. So. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, Bridget, anything to add before we move? No. Keep covering. Well, let's do a couple little palate cleansers here and then we'll do the next one. So uh, U.S. Women's National Team played a friendly and it was... It was brutal. It was a 9-0 final over Paraguay. <laughs> uh, I, I think I tweeted out, just, just everybody just remember, especially for our superstars, without Paraguay, we get no mate. Mate started in Paraguay. But nonetheless, Carly Lloyd, what do you call it when you score four? What is that? What's after what does the it call it hockey? Right? When, do they I, throw I in the, when do they throw the octopus onto the ring? What's that called? Okay, nobody know. knows. We don't. We don't follow hockey in the state Obviously, of Obviously, we don't awesome. follow hockey. <laughs> yeah, let us know, listeners. Quad, quad, something, quad through. I don't know. Where's, she gets four though. Where's Adam when we need him? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he would know. Yeah. Um, and someone related to this. I don't know. Did, did you all see the um, the equal pay? There, there was a. So the the uh, federation put out a, a thing saying they're going to do equal contracts between the women's national team and the men's national team. They're going and there to was, offer. Offer. Contracts. Thank you. That's a, that's an important addition. Thank you, Bridget. Yeah. So what, what do you all think? I'll throw it to you because a number of the players were just like, is this a publicity stunt or is this like the real deal? Go ahead. It seemed kind of passive aggressive for me. Um, Very because, Minnesotan. Yes. Uh, interesting. Um, they... So when the debate first started, they kept saying that it was the players themselves who voted on their contract. So why are they demanding more pay when that's a contract that they agreed to? And I think this was them wanting to say that they will give equal pay, but saying, hey, we are definitely offering this to you and it's your decision to make, Um, which is not what they've been asking for. (laughs) They've just simply been demanding equal pay uh so yes it's just kind of a strange strange announcement that seems like uh not so much an offer as them just wanting to get out there and say what might sound like the right thing for a few people so worth scrutinizing worth being a little standoffish and like "Mm, what what's the uh what's the fine print here i think so yeah I mean, when when you don't have a good track record, you know, trust is hard to rebuild at all. <laughs> so it's like, exactly. you know, it's like, yeah, we'll see when that happens, right? I mean, let's see when it gets there, and then let's see how it develops. So, so I mean, it's 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 interesting that they're putting the effort to do the right thing when they should have been doing the right thing from the beginning. But that's a whole different conversation to have, right? <laughs> right. Um, so, um, in regards, I want to bring it back to the, cause I asked some questions. I didn't watch this game, the, the U S uh, women's national team against Paraguay. Uh, I, I wanted to figure out like, when was the last time Paraguay actually practiced and <laughs> how much did they get paid for this? Cause I hope that's going to their facilities and everything. Cause that's what this is. All the friendlies are for a lot of the countries that I'm going to get a lot to time to pray practice is to get in their pockets in so they can get some funding 
And so I'll take if I'm Paraguay, I'll take a nine nothing loss. I don't care as long as it feels it, it, yeah. it fills my uh it fills my pockets to be able to provide for my players and whatnot if that's what it is. Or depending on the federation, pocket themselves to do whatever they want with it. But <laughs> um, you know, I, I thought interesting because I I don't think I've ever seen Paraguay play. And that's why I wanted to watch the replay of this, but I can't seem to find it at the moment. So just because I, I wanted to see wanted to see that because I'm invested into in, into what's going on in in, in Sudamerica. So but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they <clears throat> they definitely needed the needed the minutes. They needed the time together. So, how about let's let's transition to what kind of what happened yesterday? But let's start by talking about the pressure from various supporters groups to get Allianz Field to have a vaccine mandate. We've mentioned this before, but they kind of started to turn up the heat, as it were. Uh, Red Loons put out a uh, a really good statement. Um, if you haven't seen that, you can go to any of the Red Loon social media. It's yeah, I'm there. so proud of that statement. Yep. Uh, Dark Clouds in there as well. T&E joined as well. So, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a pretty united front, which is good to see. Um, Bridget, you, you got a great screen grab from the match last night. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because it was spectacular. Yeah, actually, that was um, – I retweeted that from a couple of fans. Uh, there was a two-pole in the stands – Following the call on the club to uh, institute the vaccine or test requirement for entry, um, the club's response was, we strongly encourage you to get vaccinated. Uh, So a few fans, typical uh, sarcastic uh, heckling, there was a two poll that said, we strongly encourage our team to score goals. And thankfully that aged well. They actually, on the broadcast, they spent, as the camera was panning around, they actually spent a good like 20 seconds on that side, um, which was hilarious. So that's pretty awesome. I'm going to have to watch Um, the replay then for that. Yeah. So along along with this, we had uh, the the Capos basically decide, said in in, in kind of taking a protest stance, they're not going to take their little, um, areas i don't know what you call them the capo stands Stand, um, they're, yeah. yep they're not going to go in there they're not going to do a thing they're going to just stand with uh, regular supporters and we still had it moving i mean there's still energy but it was a different energy and i think that was kind of the point um you know the next huge step would be interesting to see if we could actually organize some kind of a walkout or a boycott i don't know if we'll get there and get everybody on board but yeah, that's uh, gonna be a tough one with three, hopefully with so many... well and that's my point hopefully the message is clear that Already with this, the vibe was a little bit different. Again, the energy was still there, but it was different. I think we can get into like a very long conversation about this. But if you, if, if, if my question is, is, is this going to be something that's going to be not just a one off, right? Are Capos willing to continue to do this until the, 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 well, the, the, the claim or the demand is, is met? And I think that's a, that's a much bigger question within the aspect of like, what do they want to do? But I was extremely proud to be able to, um, you know, form part of that that coalition and actually create part of the statement. So that was kind of cool. So that's what I loved about it. So that's well. I think it. I think it will continue because it wasn't um, simply to make that statement. They also felt it. It was safer for the capos themselves um, because obviously these are some people who might be wearing masks. Um, just 
preventatively if they're just in the stands. But on a capo stand, you're not wearing a mask. You're standing right in front of a group of people that's yelling and singing at you the entire match. Um, exactly. So it was it was partially for the safety aspect as well. And that concern is not going to be, you know, just one match long. So yeah, it, it seems like that's definitely going to uh, continue or we'll at least be hearing a lot more about it moving I forward. I hope so. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I want. Yeah. So. Well, and I think about you too, in particular, Bridget, and, and others like you, it's, it's not just you, but, you know, you haven't been, had a chance for, for good reasons. We've talked about them on the program to come to a match yet. And, and a big part of it is, is feeling comfortable and feeling safe. Yeah. And it, it's, this seems like such a low bar to clear to, to bring that comfort level to a number of people exactly. such as yourself. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the few events that I've attended were with people who I knew, who I knew were vaccinated and were taking the proper precautions. Like um, the futsal event last weekend was really the first larger event I've been to in 18 months. And that's because I knew the people um, who I was working closely with. Obviously, there were people I didn't know who were um, wandering around. And I mean, I still go to the grocery store and have to, you know, do those kinds of things. But um yeah i'm not i'm not going to be walking into a stadium that holds twenty thousand plus people in the stands and behind the scenes um until there's something more so right and with that i know there's i know there are plenty of other people like me people with kids who aren't vaccinated mm -hmm. normally you would have full families there and you you could tell on the broadcast as they panned around there weren't quite as many kids there no, and I, I think one of the things too is like, for example, I, for us is like we Santi likes coming to games. Uh, he likes specifically uh, engaging with the uh, with the Wonder Wall in a sense, right? And what goes happens on over there, but we can't bring him, right? Because he's you know he's unvaccinated, right? And so and he can't get vaccinated. Um, the rest of us are, so we take our precautions. I think, and I think that's one of the things too is is, is just that bringing the atmosphere and. You know, there you, you can't police what people do in the what is it in 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 the open areas of the of inside the stadium, not in your seat. But it's just it's really frustrating when when you can't take a stand on something that seems other 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 teams have done so and other stadiums have done so. And at this point, by my count, and maybe Bridget can can update me if there's been any more. But Canada is beating <laughs> the United States in the aspect of like an MLS. Right, more Canadian teams yeah. and stadiums are demanding this than we are here in the well, United and, States. And part of that, as someone pointed out on that tweet, um, Canada is actually mandating that. Like the Canadian government is mandating that. So, right. in order to hold these games at their home stadiums, that's um, a bar that they have to clear. But I think they would be doing it anyway. Most of them. If only our owner was a medical doctor that believed in science. Interesting. Who had, who had researched uh, lung diseases? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's the cherry on top. Uh, get it together, MNUFC. Come on. Um, should we take a break, guys, before we do the next one or keep moving? Take a break. Excellent. Let's take a uh, break. We, we'll come back and we'll do the polar opposite of what we just talked about, the Jekyll and <laughs> Hyde Minnesota United, as it were. Stick around.
Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be dreaming because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. And welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota football show. We'll be talking just about uh, the second game against the uh, LA Galaxy, or uh, shall we call them the uh, Chicharito squad? I mean, it was, it was like... Chicharito? 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 Oh, man. That, and, and just um, the rest of the other football stuff that went around the world. Uh, unfortunately... Uh, TWR this weekend makes this makes this yeah, you guys this, uh, bringing in the bringing in the entries. It's coming it, in hot. It just keeps on coming in, and it's just one of those things that apparently is not going to it's, go away. It's never going away. Right. Never. I mean, we could do a whole blog about it every day. Well, we could fill it up. So let let's start with this lineup because we got some very good news right away that the missing pieces, as they were, everybody was coming back. The the band was back together. Uh, Lud's back in. Reynoso's back in. Fragapane, we saw him before, but it almost feels like it's a new Fragapane when it's when he's with these other guys. Um, Rodrigo, you want to talk a little bit about the midfield with Trap and Alonso, so I'll let you take that. No, I, I really was intrigued when very few times in previous Minnesota United seasons we tried a double six pivot, right? Um, you all remember. Uh, Come on, the Brazilian player that, uh, uh, come on, uh, Fernando. Uh, uh, oh, Fernando Bobby. Yes. <laughs> and then, then, legend, Loon's legend. <laughs> and then um, we brought in another one, and then we tried a double double six pivot, and we, and, and we weren't very successful. Um, so I was really intrigued that we, we were doing a, a double six pivot in the sense of like Will Trap and Ozzy Alonso. Uh, and then... It gave that that three midfield right the 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 Fragapanes, the Reynosos, the Finleys, the freedom to just roam anywhere and anywhere. And and the person that took the most advantage of this was was Fragapane became the outlet pass, uh, and he would kept looking for the ball. And if we ever seen Fragapane, I was like, when he gets the ball, he just attacks and attacks and attacks. And I think that was that direction of change and the quickness of us. Uh, moving the ball um, really put um, the Galaxy's center backs really into like a distraught. like, we don't know what's happening. We can't figure out where the ball is coming from because Fragapani will attack from the middle. Fragapani will attack that's, from the right. Fragapani will attack from the left, right? I yeah. mean, Reynoso would, would, would do an overlap run in the middle of the field to get the ball. I mean, like it let's, was... Let's take it from there, man, because you're, you're bleeding right into it. So we, we didn't have to wait long. Like, people were still getting seated and getting situated. Four minutes, and basically everything you're happening, uh, everything you're talking about right now happens. Uh, Reynoso scores in the fourth minute, which uh, for us, for supporters of this team, it's, it still feels like a very foreign thing to score in the opening <laughs> 10 minutes. But it was all, it was everything Rodrigo just said. It was mass confusion for the Galaxy. Everybody's coming at him. Um, Lud eventually gets it and he kind of holds for just, I don't know, a second or two, passes it to Reynoso, who keeps it low one, one time with his left. And all of a sudden, I mean, Klinsman had no chance. We're just like, whoa. <laughs> What is happening here? Yeah, that's going to come back again. Klinsman not having chances. <laughs> um, what else do you want to say about this goal other than the fact that, I mean, you kind of covered it, Rodrigo. They were confused. They were sleeping. And 
if I, I think Fragapane was a little bit involved, not as much as the second one, but he was definitely affecting this. It was just, they had, they saw the opportunity and they took it. I, I think for me personally, I think it's, it's um, when you are able to move the defense and move them around so much, you, 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 you sometimes are able to create that gap. And that's what happened in that situation, right? Lude held the ball, didn't, defense didn't want to step up in a sense, didn't know what was going to happen next. Reynoso got the ball and he had maybe seven, eight feet of space. And also people may not, yeah, <laughs> people may not agree with me, but that was probably my favorite uh, struck ball that he's had because it wasn't easy. And we've seen him strike from that distance and totally whiff it and miss it. But that was on point and that was a low. And those are hard yeah. to be able to do. He curled and, it right in, like it, just yeah, right side, by the bar. side netting on like that. That's that's. <laughs> That's hard to do, uh, and 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 so I was I was happy, and I think for him it was it was happy that he scored because he he really is he wants to carry this team on his back and understands his role. So it was interesting to watch that and develop. And four minutes in, there you go. You know we we've always done this in the sense of like we start games and we have these eight four to eight minutes where we're like on the full attack and we just can't finish. And at this point. We were able to finish, and that's and when you're up one nothing that up early, it, it changes the dynamic and the attitude and the atmosphere of the game for the other team. Let's also point out that the LA Galaxy didn't also put the strongest team out there at that moment. Uh, Chicharito was on the bench. Dos Santos was on the bench, right? I mean, the, the too, creative force. No, the get was starting. Who's playing? Oh, okay. Yeah, but. Um, but that isn't your strongest, uh, you know, creative side of, of everything, right? And I think that's one of the things, too, is that we took advantage of that. Yeah. There, you know, Dos Santos is a good six. He, he's willing to do that uh, and, and plays, his plays well in that, in that matter. So, How did it look uh, from the TV, Bridget? Was there anything you saw that maybe we would have missed? No, I don't think so. Um, but I did notice having that double pivot in the back did help with uh, Metinair being able to make runs forward, Gasper making runs forward comfortably and not having to, you know, do the, do the full sprint backwards uh, when there is a turnover. Um, he was right up there in the mix uh, and was playing very much like Finley, uh, making those overlapping runs with him. Um, there were a few times I thought he was going to get the shot, uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, like, things were actually coming together. Passing was good. Yes, everything was clicking. Uh, yep, moving the ball was good. Um, and then, I mean, possession-wise, we didn't have much of it, especially in the second half. That really brought us down. I think we ended with 35% overall um, because LA had so much of that uh, in the second half. But... Um, yeah, I, I mean, they, they used it well. They moved the ball well, took advantage of good opportunities. There were still some tense moments. Like shortly after the goal, I don't know if you all remember this, uh, Miller is way out for some reason. And <laughs> almost, if it was a more on-target shot, he could have been chipped. I mean, it ends up going oh, just yeah. over the bar. But everybody, like nobody was breathing in my row. I was like, because <gasps> we all saw yeah, it he, way off his line. <laughs> and he, had the, he caught it. It didn't, it didn't go over. He caught it. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he had to, he had to do the full, there were a lot of comparisons to Vikings. <laughs> yep. Yep. Looks like yeah, a, 
and caught it and receiver yeah yeah i don't know who the um the forward was was it was it um but anyways like from our end because i was sitting in that section um mm. like when he went up for the ball and he he tipped it and then he turned around and tried to grab it and then the the attacking player knew that he he couldn't get it so he jumps up and throws an elbow to the back of his oh. yeah his his uh, head and d- but doesn't make a connection but it was close enough and um a lot of people were like hey call that hey 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 you know and it's like it's like yeah that's that's a hard call if you have an ar if you have an ar on our side then that works right. but it's not it, it's, yeah. it's a hard one but regardless then, you know there was also some contact between him and debasi back there there was a oh, little okay. bit of arguing there too Speaking of contact, um, and I, th- oh, I think that I think that kind of distracted from um, the contact on Miller. Got it. I was just going to say, uh, I, again, I don't know necessarily who I'm always standing with, but uh, one of my guys next to me, he, 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 we started counting how many balls to the face these players were taking. I think we got up to four. <laughs> there were a lot of just like four, four hour yeah. sh- Yes shots yep. and or crosses or whatever just like square in the face the neck and we're just like oof and so the first one happens shortly after this and we're just like oh man that's gotta i mean you gotta recover from something like that so quickly and i i know rodrigo you you had it as well those those hurt especially when you don't see it coming it, it's more psychological sometimes just like where am i what's happening yeah no no i agree having kids who've, who've dealt with concussion issues and seeing it on the field as as a coach but also seeing it as, as an spectator in like high school games it's it's a scary moment right and yeah. i think um you know um these players put their bodies on the line and they aspect to be able to to do that and it's you know yeah four uh, yeah i think i counted three or four as well too which i was yep. like ooh, that's not there were, I mean, there were there. also a couple of like arms to the face. Ozzy got just clotheslined. Yeah. That happened right in More front of me. Than, that that yeah. one I saw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the number of times the guys went to the ground holding their nose and eyes, yep. um, and not just from taking balls to the face, but there was a whole lot of elbow and forearm action going on. There was. Which. There was. It's just that much more dangerous when you're playing a foot race. That one in particular, game. only because I was so close to it and had a really good view of it. It's like, uh, I'm thinking of like the old school Kung Fu, even like the seventies Kung Fu movies, like, or the matrix rather, where like the punch is blocked and then they stick out the fingers and itch in the throat. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Like he, he basically blocked it. And the guy just stuck out his fingers and like got him in the nose or yeah. the eyes or whatever. It was, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And- but, Matrix call, but good stuff. But as always, you know, like in this game, I think um, uh, Reynoso was received some pretty pretty good hits as well too. And I think that's one of the things too that 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 always is an issue with us is to figure out how we're going to to deal with that. But I mean that that brings us up to like you know again um, on the twentieth, right? Yep, uh, Fragapani, Fragapani had just been terrorizing. Like his tenacity is like. Mm-hmm. non like it's it's like you can't you know he just takes the ball and he goes full blast and and by this time i think there was at least two other opportunities where he played the ball but no one was following his fame to mind where he where he wants someone to be and i hoping that by next season that will be worked out but um there were lots of lots of attacking plays where he the ball would just go to an open spot and like nobody be there and so it's like um but on this one, you know, um, he was able to he was able to get Reynoso on that ball, and when Reynoso gets space right outside the eighteen, you know, he curls the ball, and that was a beautiful struck ball, and you beautiful. know, Klingsman just you know, 
couldn't do much with it, but just got a hand on it, and and that's it. And then 20 minutes, we have two goals. It's bananas. And I, I want to overemphasize what you said there, space. So much space. You would think that after giving up the first one that early and not pressuring it and also they would have changed something. They, they gave him even more, Rodrigo and Bridget. Yeah, he had that much more space. It was insane. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And yeah, we're we're losing our minds because we <laughs> can't believe this 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 yeah. is one of the top three, four teams, you know, that we're kind of chasing. And yeah. all of a sudden two two up. Come on. Wow. It, it kind of reminded me all the space that he was getting kind of reminded me of watching um Coleman defend Slaton. Oh. Uh, when Slaton's just right. like standing there trying to trying to be right in front of goal. Uh, and Coleman's just there in his back pocket, but he was trying to find those, like the spaces between all the defenders. And there was Ray had one who was kind of watching him, not, not really in a position to, uh, to do much about it, but he was the only one. It almost makes me wonder if they just assumed he was going to be injured and then like, it wasn't part of the game plan Yeah, to worry about. It really looked like nobody bothered to, to look at him. I think everyone was watching Uno. Man. And Franco. Most of my notes after that are just crushing their midfield. It's almost like they're a different team. And the next one is Ray plus Fraga smoking fools, which is just what we've been talking about to the point where I, I mentioned this before we started, but I got them confused sometimes because they're about the same height. They move so similarly and they're, and they're just cutting and pulling people and opening holes. And just like, I'm not sure which one it is, but they are just slicing and dicing the midfield. Oh, come on, Eric. Can't you identify Argentinians on the run? Come on. We, we need we need different color uh, mate gourds. That'll help. Yeah. You know, you should just, just DM Reynoso and say, can you please dye your hair so that way I can tell both of you apart? There you go. That would help. Yeah. No, it was it was all that. It was just fun to watch. Really yeah, I mean, if you take a look at it, you, you have with – Fragapani and Finley, people who are willing to put the effort and work rate, right? So you have two people who are just going nonstop whenever get a chance to, right? And with Lude, you have someone who can create space for himself and create space for others. I mean, like, there were times where, like, the ball was just ping-ponging back and forth in, like, to a space. Uh, and I think that's one of the things, too, that that was it. We were moving the ball fast, right? And I think when we when we do that and we play that style, um, we, we, we create that that craziness because the, the center backs and defense are trying to figure out where the ball is going to go. And they're just reaction. They're reactioning to everything that we're doing. And it gives us the advantage to be able to have space to be able to do things, right? Which, For example, space like Finley, here he comes in the 39th. I saw this one basically develop in midfield where he just like burns down the line and everybody's finally starting to look at, at – uh, at Bredoso and, and Fraga, and they just completely forget about the wing. So he's wide open and gets this cross in that just barely misses, um, m- barely misses Lud. He That was the target, which also would have been awesome. We were, we were, we were looking for that one. Um, last couple half notes I got, there was a little chaos towards the end. I, it was on the opposite side. So Rodrigo, maybe you saw it better than I did, but Boxy had a nice cleanup and got it out of there. Do you, do you remember this moment? Like, right Oh yeah, halftime? no, we, yeah. So someone came into the box and he was able to dispossess them. But at the same time, the ball was like really like close to somebody else. So then he had to shift his body and kind of do like a falling, 
falling kick kind of thing and just clear the ball out. And we're like, wow, I mean, that's that's a center back. That's what you want the center back to do. And our section got up and clapped because we were, we were like that. We well, oh, we were too on the other like, side. This is this is we're like we're like this is just great great defensive work. And I think yeah. One thing too is 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 we didn't see so much from the at least I didn't see from the SKC games like Tyler, whenever there was a cross, and uh, his defense wasn't able to get a a touch on it or clear or whatever he was yelling at folks. And there's a point where him and the boss he were yelling at each other, and, and Tyler was like literally being commanding. It's like look, I like look, I need you to put a body on that ball. I need you not to happen because that I, and so, so having having a Tyler that, that that's demanding. And and holding his defense accountable, I think it's it, it's great to see. I thought Chase had a had a good first half too, doing uh, moving the ball around and connecting yeah. passes. Um, but um, but I was really intrigued by this double six with uh, the Fragapani thing. I think that that really on a counter makes us extremely dangerous. And I'm hope and I'm okay with a double six as, as long as we are we are able to do what we wanted to do in this sense, right? I think. Having all our, uh, you know, our, our starting players or like our attacking uh, four horsemen aspect of it all together, really does bring um, uh, a lot to des- a lot to desire, and I think that's what we were missing. And it's unfortunate that when we don't have any of these pieces around, we just, which is extremely mediocre. Uh, and I should and burn. So- uh, last thing I had before halftime, uh, if y'all remember. But it also gets a shot off on the uh, left side. And everybody around me was screaming for a handball. I did not quite see it. I don't know if, if you got a better view, Bridget, maybe on the on the broadcast. No? No. Okay. Um, yeah, it looked like a handoff from, from my angle. Okay. Because it hit the connection right here, which is between the oh. forearm. And so, like, as you can see, the per- person's going like this, and it hits right here. So you can see the hand going back. Which means that it hit that section of, of the arm, which should be a a handball, but it's all interpretation as to as the player had his arms in a natural natural position instead of right. like out that. So I could totally see the argument from my point of view. It's um it was a handball, but at the same time you're you're two you're up two oh. I mean That's right. We go into halftime up two on LA Galaxy. I mean way far surpassing my expectations. I, I mean, especially after what the match we just recently talked about. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, yeah. and I think that's the thing too, is, is that we also have to keep in mind is like, this is, this is not without a Chicharito. This is not without those yes. Santos. And I think that that was key too, because like I saw them warming up and he yep. was the Chicharito was the only one that didn't have a warm up. He had his, he had his Jersey on. So we knew he was going to play and we were like, he's gonna go in sometime. Maybe he'll go in right after the half, or maybe he won't. But he was well, let's coming. Ju- in. Let's let's jump in there, Bridget. Do you have anything to add before we do second? No, you're good. I think as we have seen, it, at least from what I was feeling, uh, the gas was kind of starting to come off a little bit when this thing started up again. Um, they were getting a little more defensive, which I get. That's you know, you want to hold that lead. Well, you still got 45 minutes. We've, we've <laughs> fallen into this issue, into this rut before, right? We fall into the hole. And to Rodrigo's point, 57th minute, Chicharito and Dos Santos both hop on. Uh, my note says rut row. <laughs> rut row, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> and with this already, there's already a little bit of a momentum shift happening, which is kind of like the perfect time, you know, to get these guys in. 
Um, 61st minute, chaos. Debassi and Miller bonk each other. This happened right in front of me. And they were very lucky to get out of there. I, I think it was legit. There was somebody else in there as well. That was They were trying to clean it up and just get that sneaky goal with like literally two loons with their heads hitting on the ground. That was that was a very tense moment. They were lucky not to get that one in. Right. I mean, uh, you knew they were going. LA Galaxy was going to press and press hard because they needed to, to to put that, and that's what they did. Like yeah. we, they made our our defense uh, nervous, and I think it, it's it's well done. And I think when Chicharito and Dos Santos came in, it just the intensity was brought up to a different level. And I think the question is, you have to weather the storm, right? You have to weather the storm of this attack for probably 10 minutes, and then and then figure out what if you need to make substitutions or not. And I think that's that was the key aspect of like this whole thing is like the pressure and the momentum was extremely changing. You could see it, you could feel it. And um, being up 2-0 is like the the most deceiving scoreline that could happen to me. And so thank so you, Men my, and Blazers. Yeah. <laughs> I I I've been, you know, so I was wondering what what were the changes that we were going to do. And then uh, not within, you know, probably 10 minutes in, into that happening. Uh, we see our man, um, Fragapani, literally do remind us of what, what worked on us with Molina was yep. chip, chip the center backs and try to get that. And literally wide open uh, Ethan Finley with a perfect timed run. Yep. I mean, I could yeah. like, I thought he was offside. It's like, where's the flag? I'm looking at the flag because he was literally 10, 15 yards in front center back when he got that ball and he was able to put it away and i was so happy for him he's come back um you know comeback player for us uh but i like when players who put in work and get rewarded by that and so that was all that was great to do and and there's fragapani with the second assist and oh that ball that ball was (laughs) perfection absolutely perfect and and that was the thing it's like we with the counter aspect of it which is why we had less possession. That's how we scored our goals. Like Ragapani gets the ball, darts into whatever area he wanted darts into, and and, and gets the ball out to someone. And that was just a quick counter that took advantage of that. And I think that's uh, that's really interesting. And I don't know. I barely. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I barely got to finish my previous note. I was, I was going to say, please don't bunker. We need to change. We need to give some pressure. And then that happened. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> And it's fortunate that it happens. I mean, yeah. we've been we've seen Finley be in similar positions and, and miss, and we'll talk about that later on in the game. But um, but uh, it, it was good to be able to be able to release that pressure because now you're up three nothing, and you know that they have to push, and there'll be and there'll be holes that there'll be for us to be able to take advantage of. So. Up three nothing, and as much as we criticize Heath, we get some subs. We get a bunch of subs. Uh, he takes off Luden Ray, Hayes and Hunu come on. By the way, I didn't recognize Hunu just because I hadn't seen him, I guess, that close before. I'm like, who is that child with the really good hair? <laughs> he does have great hair. <laughs> he like, oh, that's Hunu. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Of course. I always is. can tell him because he always wears, like, uh, um, what's it called? Um, what is it? Uh, pastel type cleats. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's 23. And then all I said, you know, has anyone ever asked him if he's a fan of Michael Jordan? Is it just for the aspect of twenty? I don't think so. No. no but I, but anyways, um, I did see uh French flag being waved in the I supporter did. section. Yes. So nice. I, so that's where I, I was like right by that flag, bud. That's where I was. Um. So there you go. So this is good though. Like we 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 get our superstars in there. They 
do their thing, they perform, and they get some time to rest. I mean, let's please keep doing this. I, 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 <laughs> this is something that we can kind of model off of. Yes, please. Um, and then as soon as Hunu comes on, he and Finley, to, to you guys, what I know you want to talk about, we have to have the traditional MNUFC post. It's it's not a match without the post, everyone. <laughs> and, and it happens. Just just a great break with Hunu, finds Finley, and he looks like he's going to get his brace too. And boom, bonk, there's your post. That is a wide open shot. Like, yep. I don't like, I'm hope I'm, I'm at, I, you know, I, I love Finley, but I hope he got to do some extra fitness or something because of that. Cause that <laughs> or like, I don't know, 50 pushups. I don't know. There's that you, you can't just open goal and that like, and Unu did a great job of getting that ball. And that's what the thing that I've been saying, he's like, he could have shot, he could have shot. It would have been a tough shot, but a striker would shoot. Right. Regardless if you get an opportunity, but he is the person that's willing to create a space and open for other folks. So, which again, brings up the topic of he's actually not a, a true, a true striker. He's more of a midfield that was built into a striker, which let's th- talk about is this team. And, and I've brought this up and Bridget has brought this up before many of times. It's like, do we really need a striker when we have so many good midfielders that can score? I mean, it's been when they're healthy. Season. In capital, yeah. when they're healthy. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, continuing to uh, just cycle through the strikers is kind of a waste of time. At some point, you have to put your energy into keeping your actual goal scorers healthy, um, which made it really nice to see all those substitutions because yeah. these guys aren't – they're actually going to get a little bit of rest. Obviously, they're not match fit yet either. They, they're just coming off of injury. Um, but we're actually like securing those guys to be used again and to put on this performance right. one more time. Right. Got and it. I think one of the things is the substitution was, was almost like a like for like substitution, right? Like you knew that you needed someone that could create a la type like Lude and, and a new can do that. We saw that he was able to put that pass to Finley, right? Um, you have a young Joseph Rosales. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to see your boy. So he, who's um, at, in his debut was, was solid in the aspect that it, he did what his job was to do, was to like, you know, stay in, stay in his assigned position and, and try to be able to. Here, he, I don't know if it was clear for him what his job was specifically to do, but when he had the ball on the wing, yeah, there, were, there were times where he was, he, he, he might not understand who he's supposed to get the ball to, right? And push it forward. Um, but overall, I mean, I think he he is a good pickup. He's done some things. Um, hopefully, he stays healthy um, and is able to do some some more things. And then you you have you know um, you have um, Hayes who was willing to play some defense and willing to connect those balls. And I think that's one of the things that too. kid was running. He was um, he had some sprints. I mean, I, I remember watching him just burn from way past midfield like in our half to right. straight to goal and there you know the the passes sometimes didn't work out but for the little yeah. time that he played he was all over he was putting in some sprints and i mean when you when when the other team has to attack and try to be able you're gonna get get those spaces there's one situation where like i turned to uh my fellow uh coach uh jonah fields who was, was gracious gave me was able to take me to section 37 never been there but uh, well, we both saw it and we're like, he's running and I'm like, Anu is wide on the left, like, you know, or wide on the right. 
get him the ball as he dribbling. And he didn't peek over that way or no, didn't say anything. I didn't hear him, but that would have been a much better option than going with Rosales on the left. Cause then Rosales didn't know what to do in that sense. Right. And I'm like, if he was just able to have more awareness on the field, just a tad, if he just picked over or Unu would have let him know. I mean, that would have been a straight scoring opportunity because Unu would have just gone straight to the goal, which he also right. had, which Unu did. He had a, a shot he did on goal. Right at the very end, like 89th, I clocked it. Yep. And, and it's funny when you sit with coaches and people who know soccer, like we'll, we'll criticize everything <laughs> and it's bad in a sense. But I was like, I was happy with the shot. Um, I don't know if his awareness knew that he only had one player that was running with him. Because my first reaction, I was like, because I tell my kids, my youngest players, like, if you have someone that's running side by side with you, what is the best thing that you can do? Right. And all of them are like, well, I can do a rainbow. I can do I can do a step over. I can do that. And I was like, nah, just change the direction. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, and then they're like, what's the what's the easiest way to change direction? I was like, oh, I can do a coif. Oh, I can just go to the right. I was like. No, just stop the ball. It's a little tap. <laughs> just stop the ball. Step on the ball. The other person's momentum will carry them forward. Then you decide. Yep. Then you get a second to figure out what is it that you want to do: shoot or or, or run again. And I yep. think if he would have stopped the ball, he wouldn't have enough chance to have an open goal to be able to get a better shot out. But you can't you you can't fault him for trying. And he that's he must have been doing. And he's trying. And 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 he's got so many assists. You know, he's at least by my by my book, he's got at least two or three assists. Could have had four. Right. Um, so yeah, I think overall, I think it's it's um, he had a he had a decent game, and I and I kind of like him coming off uh, as a sub because he is willing to bring a different type of energy at the same time. So, but we'll see, right? Je- Jekyll and Hyde, friends. I mean, Reynoso brace, Fragapane to assist, Finley gets one, Lude gets an assist. It, it was fun. It was a blast. I mean, I can't lie. What a turnaround from a four nil just destruction the pantsing to uh three nil basically doing the same thing to the other person i mean it was amazing um but it really makes me concerned now that like we've been talking about we're very much in this crunch time we're very much in this zone the numbers are tight i have we're going to talk about that in a second if we lose our what do you call them the four horsemen of the apocalypse if we lose a couple of them let alone all four of them we're in trouble and that's what the season's been about, is is that we're always in trouble in some sort of sense of way. And, <laughs> Hashtag and, panic, always. Yeah. <laughs> and so here's the question, right? And I think um, I have two questions, and maybe you guys can think about it. But uh, first one is just, uh, um, what do you think of this formation? Should this be something that we continue using? Uh, and while you guys think about that, I'll, I'll make another point in the aspect of it. There's people who have been talking or mentioning on very social media norms is like, you know, would you, or, or polls, would you, if we don't make the playoffs, does Heath keep, keep his job? And I just want to be able to say that Heath is going to keep his job regardless of what happens this season. And I think uh, we've, sad we've, we've had, yeah, it, it is. And I think that's one of the things is like, you know, it's like he, and, and that's the reality and that's going to just happen. So uh, as much as I'm all for a, a, coach change in the situation i think at the same time if he is if his team shows that if they don't make it to the playoffs they were close enough uh with the crazy of the season and the injuries that they had i i, I don't see I don't, I don't see how he gets replaced right and i, I don't i don't see it at all and um 
unless you know at the beginning of the season we start with another horrid start um then maybe right but at the surface point you know as much as uh the heath out train is is always present and sometimes it's, it's more uh correct than than wrong <laughs> i i also don't see how this is going to happen this season if we miss the playoffs it builds into the argument if we make it as a seventh seed you know is still making the playoffs, you know, which is what you want your team to do. So now with the time that I've given you with my, with my Monday, what do you guys, what, what do you think of the, this formation and, and way to go? It depends on the players, right? I mean, if, if we have those, the four horsemen, absolutely. It works great. If and, one, two, if, three of them, go ahead. Well, and having behind them that double pivot with Trap and Alonzo obviously made all of that possible. Yep. Um, but Alonzo is fairly limited in terms of minutes. We're not going to see him in that starting position every single game. Uh, and that's going to throw the entire thing off. I mean, you right. pull one of those guys out and whoever you sub in, as we've seen the last few weeks um, with those guys out, there, there really is no like for like uh, right. replacement. And that's the thing too, is like, I, I think my concern for me is just um, I do like this formation. I think it's something that with this personnel, it's something that we haven't seen too often and, and it gives us the freedom to be fluid. Uh, but at the same time, like, like Bridget pointed out, you know, uh, Ozzy can only do so much. And it was kind of amazing. In, he played the full 90, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I didn't expect yeah. that. Yeah. And, I didn't see that happening, but. And then, and then like, if you put Dotson in that role, I still, I'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure out. I think he's still trying to figure out what he what he can do and i don't know i know will trap and him make a good good pairing but do you do you but dotson is not a defensive player he's an attack minded player so then you have um that gap to cover if you're going to play this way right and i think right. that's that's a concern well, i mean you have yeah my one concern with dotson is he hasn't played the same position two games in a row so I think I think he can I think he can work in wherever. I mean, we saw him do that in 2019 with he, him and Gasper coming in. They'd kind of get slotted into one spot and stay there, and that's why things went so well with them. Um, but this year, Dotson's just been the utility guy. Like, hey, we don't have this guy. Let's he can probably right. play this position. Let's try it. Dotson, if he gets if he gets like two consecutive games where he can try to work on something, uh, maybe things will improve. You're asking but, too much. Asking too I know, much. Like, we're we're never gonna have the same eleven right. or the same combos or the same. So yeah, it's all a guessing game. As for Heath, we did hear him say many times before the season started that anything short of silverware and playoffs is a loss. Um, and and a fail for the season. Um, however, that came from him, not necessarily his boss or the people who who um, have it in their power to fire him. So, I I see him sticking around for you know. It'll be interesting how this month plan. plays out. I mean, it, it's a very good question, Rodrigo. And I mean, if I'm being honest, I don't think it's sustainable, but but I just don't know so much can happen between now and the end of October. I just don't know. And it's going to be tight. Let's, let's talk about that right now. Cause it's, it's already starting to get tight. Um, 
So I think we can zero in Atlanta wins again. So Atlanta are making their surge right now too. They're really kind of hitting the pedal to the metal. Toronto get a big win over Nashville, but I think for our concerns in our conference, we needed another, again, it's the same time, same thing as Wednesday. We needed a San Jose loss and a Salt Lake loss. And neither of those things happened. <laughs> San Jose once, once again, got into like a dog fight. Um, they love, they love these seven goal, just like bananas, score lines where everybody's scoring and then last minute goals. So again, they went four, three over Austin. The one that surprised me, I thought for sure that Seattle was going to take care of rail salt Lake. No one nil salt Lake did not see that one coming. So, I mean, we're not, yeah. go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's like, it, it's, it's tight. Uh, but we know Seattle is, 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 is in there. I mean, if you look at the standings right now, us in Portland have the same amount of points, right? Yep. It's just goal differential at that point or head to head in that sense. You're right. It, I mean, but then look how tight it is, man. I mean, Salt Lake 36. Well, you, you can just start with number four Galaxy 38, Salt Lake 36, Portland 34. We're at 34. Uh, LAFC 33 and San Jose 30. I mean, it's that's crunch. Right. In, in a week, in a week, you can be in fourth place. In a week, you can be in eighth place. Out of it. That's, yep. Yep. That, that, that's how it works. That's how, that's how it is. And I think. Um, being able to beat, beat LA Galaxy really gives you that, you know, head-to-head when it comes down to, if it's going to come down to points and all the other stuff, that, that's going to be it. I think uh, San Jose is doing what they can. Um, you know, I feel uh, LAFC is at, at, at a point where, you know, they, they're beginning to kind of figure out. I'm, uh, Atlanta, you know, uh, with their new coach, it's just, you know, it's a whole new different team. And Barco, I've always been a fan of Barco, and we talked about how Barco needed to step up, um, and he's finally being able to do that. He's worked out his issues, he's worked his issues with the club, his personal issues, and now it's a whole different different team, which is good to see. Yep. But I think DC United too, uh, even though they lost, the fact that they 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 Losada has them playing. And, and a whole different type of mentality is really invigorated them, and, and they're a fun team to watch. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, like I've had conversations with DC United fans because, you know, like my first MLS team was, was DC United, you know, because it's the one that I could gravitate the most and see myself in the supporter section. Right. And I think that's one of the things that, that gravitated for me more. And I think that they're doing a good job um, in a sense, Colorado in the Western has been, Sort of a surprise, solid. But, but, but solid. But their moves, their 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 moves for getting players have been really great. Like, uh, and that shows in when they're standing, right? I think Kansas yep. City, Kansas City is, is is a good team in a good sense, but it's also like a Jekyll and Hyde, right? You 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 have to catch them and you have to be able to know how to play against them. Man, when that um, team smells blood, though, you just oh yeah, no, <laughs> you, you you go it's into turtle position out. and just and just pray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys know that finally Darwin Quintero got some playing time? I guess Houston didn't know. Didn't see. He scored a PK. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the Houston actually wins too. They they beat Dallas. Like those two teams are also kind of all over. I mean, they're in rough positions, but they're it's really hard to figure out. Oh, okay. Let's use that as a quick transition. We'll be done with with uh, MLS stuff. We got two more matches coming up. Houston and and Rodrigo mentioned DC. Get three points. We'll go back to Dunord's thing about how many points out of this five run stretch are we going to get? Uh, what are we thinking? I mean, I mean we got to feel pretty good about Houston. DC could be an interesting battle. I'll throw to you. I I mean, if you don't beat Houston, 
like that's just you know that should be you're supposed to beat bad teams like the team's supposed to beat them so you should be you should be able to beat Houston if you're not up if if we're not if we're up by the 60th that's when you take all your stars and you bring in everybody else just like we did in this game but that should be a win that should be three points i think um dc is 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 going to be really interesting i mean they have one of the leading scorers right um and then you also have julian grasso and let's not forget they have the, the double uh peruvian squad with uh um you know reina and orejon you, you, you sir would never let us forget <laughs> well orejon scored the second goal which is a banger uh, i don't know if you saw that it's just straight up 18 like volley and just upper 90 it was beautiful to watch but i think those are the things that you need to watch it's like this team is is, is the way losada has them playing they can be they can be very dangerous and they can be very dedicated to be able to push through and i think that's one of the things that's probably going to be a bigger challenge than, than yeah, that. and so. and we're going there. Hostile environment in DC, so I mean that that makes it difficult as well. It's like one, only and they one have one chope. And oh, yeah. oh, I forgot about that whole narrative. Oh, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> Are we going there? I thought they were. Wow, coming here. thank you, Bridget. Oh. No, we're out. Darn. Ah, that yeah, it will be the one. Will be that the will be the thing to watch. Oh my goodness! That if, is if somehow Adi get, it. makes it onto this to the pitch and one chope is oh on there. Oh my god. I hope we get Amazing. like a like a like two one inch punches on that on a free kick. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm all of a sudden very man. excited for this match. This is going to be fun. All right, Let, let's do some internationals really quick and uh, get out of here. I know we, we we've talked a lot about loons, but for good reason. There's it was a, it was a busy week. Um, internationals. We have women's Champions League draw. I don't know if you all see anything interesting here in these groups. Um, Chelsea, Wolfsburg, Juventus, Servette in A, uh, PSG, Red Blick, uh, Real Madrid, and Kharkiv in B, Barcelona, Arsenal, Hoffenheim, and Kuga in C, uh, Bayern, Olympique, uh, Lyonnais, Haken, and Benfica in D. I don't know. Who, who's who's going to take it? Who's, who's got the – it's a little bit different. With the, There's a few more groups in the men's side, but if there were a group of death, who has, like, the hardest route maybe is the question here. That's a tough one. Um, I think this is a pretty even um, mm-hmm. draw, but I mean, uh, I think D might be a little bit. You got Bayern and you got uh, Olympic Lyonnais. I think those two are, are. I mean, you also got Barcelona. If you watch the, uh, if you were to watch any of the tournament this summer when they were here, I mean, that's that team is is is. It's much better to follow and support than than the current Barcelona men's side. So, so I, I and and they're they're watching what I think Chelsea has probably. I haven't seen the Juventus squad or the Arsenal women's squad. I'm trying to be able to figure out if Paramount Plus or ESPN or MSNBC will actually start showing some of these damn games because I want to watch mm-hmm. them because because uh, there've been so much fun when the tournament was here and just be able to watch what. Uh, what the NWSL is willing to do against, you know, the world talent. So I think that's, that's great, but I'm excited. I mean, I think it's going to be fun. And, um, and I hope I'm looking up a couple of them right now. Um, Brave League, by the way, is Iceland and Kharkiv is Ukraine. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just want to watch and hopefully we'll be able to do some more, some more information regarding that. But yeah, I mean, 
Cool. Um, not to sleep on the uh, the Scandinavian teams as well, because those those women can play. So looking at like Haken and Koga and stuff, they're those could be good teams as well. They could they could do do some surprises against say a Barcelona or an Arsenal. Never know. Um, let's do men's Champions League. We have to go through all these scores here. Uh, Bayern beat down Barcelona, though. That's, that was a big 3-0 win there. Um, I think the one with the most narrative that everybody's talking about, let's just do it. Young boys 2, Manchester United 1. And, of course, the reason is Prefock, right? Is that, is that his name? Or I, can't, I think I, I got autocorrected on this one. Is it, is it P-R or P-E? I think it's P-E. <laughs> Okay, pre-fuck. So, what, what did you just say? Pre-what? It, it put the R. It, there was an R in there. Pre. Yeah, I know it sounded bad. I'm, I'm just trying to read my auto-corrected notes, listeners. I'm not trying to curse. I swear. In any case, he gets the winning goal. It was Eric, pretty Eric cool. just went after uh, dark after hours. Literally, you know, a bit of a second. Jeez. It, it was a one-one tie up until like the stoppage time, fourth minute, and. The this dude that plays for the U.S. men's national team, I think he's from the Washington D.C. area, if I'm not mistaken, gets a beautiful goal, beautiful goal to knock off one of the most legendary sides. I mean, what can you say? Pretty incredible. It's fun to watch. I mean, you know, I I think it's that's one of the reasons that you want to watch stuff like that for things like you know, tournaments like this is to be able just to see what what craziness can happen, and you love it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I thought that was. That was great. Good for him. Hopefully, it gives him some, some more, some more opportunities, and hopefully, it gets him, you know, a contract somewhere out there to be able to to take advantage of. Well, I'm I'm always happy when a when a young player is, is able to perform, and, and and do all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I yep. mean, um, the following day, uh, Man City and, and Leipzig were just having a punch out back and forth, back and forth. Uh, the final score is six three nine goals. Um, Bridget, I'll throw to you. Liverpool, uh, they had their work cut out for them against uh, AC Milan, but they they pull it off three to two. What what did you see from that one that you liked or didn't like? <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't. Um, we'll wait till Bridget uh, unmutes herself to be able to comment on that of it. But there you I, go. She's I ready. That was, a, that was a decent game. So. Yeah, uh, my computer muted itself. So, um, yeah, so I was uh, stuck at work for this game, so I didn't get to watch. Um, but this is one of the ones that I was a little more worried about uh, with this draw. So I will take a 3-2 yeah. win. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a decent start. Let's do. Let's go to CCL Fever, shall we? Uh, Philadelphia were the, are the uh, well were spoiler the the lone MLS uh, ambassador and they were already two goals down they go two more down so Club America take this one four nil not a huge surprise but once again <laughs> MLS is left dry ah <laughs> uh, but do you know who scored the second goal for America hmm. I don't actually Benedetti boat sex for party oh there it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I did, I forgot to put it in the notes here. Who America plays who in the final? Is it Leon? Yeah, I think so. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So we'll see but that one. Let's coming. talk about League's Cup. Come on. Yeah, the, the one that I still don't understand, but this is good. 
Seattle played Santos and they beat them. They beat Santos. So Seattle, oh no, this is the Leon. Seattle was going to the final against Leon oh, in the okay. Cup on the 22nd. So there you go. That that makes me wonder who America is actually playing in CCL. Doesn't matter. It's probably another Mexican team. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, okay, let's do our this week in racism because we got a whole bunch. I'll Wait, take the are, first are, one. Are we going to talk about that Seattle beat Santos with a Rui Diaz on the 90th? Oh yes, minute? go ahead at the very end. Yes, yes. go ahead. No, I'm just saying that was glorious. Oh, you just wanted to get it in there. Okay. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> great to watch. Gracias, Rui Diaz. Como siempre, siempre aparece en este podcast. Siempre. <laughs> Um, this week in racism. Here we go. Everybody's got one. So uh, I'll start with this one. Uh, Bridget, you get Swans. Rodrigo, you get uh, Peru situation in in, in Boca, Buenos Aires here. So CSK Sofia, I was in, this was alerted by a follower of ours. Apparently, this is a team from Bulgaria that was actually started by the Soviet communists, which is just some interesting history. And I only bring that up because... They were out and about in Rome with SS paraphernalia and Nazi flags. So pause for a minute, listeners, because you're, you're probably grasping at what's, what I just said. So I'm just going to repeat that one more time. The team itself was started by communists. Fast forward, where are we? 70, 80 years. They're, co- they're now carrying Nazi and fascist flags and paraphernalia. Yep, that, yes, that's happening. Do. That's happening. Ah, tutto normale, it says in Italian. Excellent. <laughs> All right, Bridget, you're up. Swansea. Yeah, so uh, Swansea the other day played um, Luton No idea if that's actually how you pronounce it. I've never heard this said out loud. Um, so Swansea was relegated from Premier League, is now playing championship. So they were playing against Luton Town away. Um, one of their players, Reese Williams, uh, was subject to some racial verbal abuse by a Luton fan uh, following the game. Uh, they did act on it very quickly. Uh, so I'm just going to read off their statement here. Um, so Swansea says an official report was filed with the match official as well as local police. As soon as the match ended, um, Swansea City condemns racism and abuse of all kinds, etc. cetera. Uh, they did say that they, well, they wanted to place on record thanks to the police as well as the Luton Town Football Club for swift response. Uh, so there is actually a full police investigation into this home fan. Um, and they, he is on loan there, Reese Williams from Liverpool. So Swansea is talking with Liverpool as well to make sure that he gets uh, any of the support that he needs through this situation. But um, just one more example, this time in uh, lower league play, that I think it's at least a couple times a week that we hear these stories out of a match. Um, But they've learned now to act quickly on it. When they posted the statement, uh, Reese Williams was one of the first to to like it and and to thank them for making the statement. There you go. <sighs> All right, one more. Why not? Go ahead, Rodrigo. 
We've got uh, Boca versus Atletico Tucumán. What happened? So, as many of you know, because of my uh, adhere adoration of Boca Juniors, I'm a Boca Juniors fan. Um, I'm always, always uh, content when we have proven players on that squad, and we have a couple have gone through there, one of them being my favorite, Roberto Solano, um, who got to play uh, with Diego Armando Maradona. Regardless, Luis Advincula started playing with, um, with them, and um, he's one also of the upcoming players. Uh, he's a much older player, but he's a really, really amazing player. Uh, left back, right back. Uh, so in the 40th minute um, in a game between Boca Juniors, yeah, Atletico Tucumán, uh, Luisa Vincula was uh, literally throwing the ball in. For, uh, and that's when you hear in the broadcast someone uh, yell out a uh, racist insult towards Luisa Vincula, who's an Afro-Peruvian. Uh, and uh, the most frustrating part is that the, the um, officiating team did not follow any protocols at all. So, um, so I mean, the, you, if you look at it, you know, it's it's one of those things where like, oh yeah, right, they didn't stop the game, they didn't do any of their stuff. Um, and uh, as uh, when I tweeted this out, uh, one of our followers and a fellow Peruvian on Twitter uh, was able to provide. Uh, so we'll, we'll go with uh, his Twitter handle is at uh, J Melgar. Goes not surprised. Argentina is the Ukraine of South America when it comes to racism. And I think that, unfortunately, Ouch. is uh, not fully proven, but most likely there's, not there's wrong There's plenty at all. of evidence. Yeah, there's plenty <laughs> of evidence. So, so, right, I mean, that's, 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 that's the world that we live in. We have an example in where um, a team uh, took the right approach to it and follow protocols to an extent and then you have a game where none of that happens and the fact that there's no consistency within the world that we live in and we love to talk about is football soccer uh that you know as much as we see events like this we'd love to see some consistency on uh on the matter of processing and and following the protocol that's been written for it and hopefully eventually getting people banned because this stuff is just unacceptable mm -hmm. you know 2021 and we still yeah. have to deal with with, with, with stuff like this right i mean it's just one of it those does things. also kind of make you question what the thoughts are of these officials who uh make the choice whether to actually follow that protocol or not um if they don't believe that it's necessary uh that's i mean that's a whole other conversation but yep um i I'm with you there. I think that might be one of the next steps is like, if, if they don't do anything, maybe there's, maybe there's some consequences for the, uh, for the ref, for the officials or something. I, I don't know. I mean, it just keeps happening. So we'll kind of see how it, how it all plays out. I, I just, you were reminding me, Rodrigo, that I actually said, um, I Latinized Ukraine, Ukraine, and I said Ukraine in English instead of Ukraine earlier. So <laughs> there you go. Listeners, if you're playing the drinking game, I <laughs> said Ukraine. <laughs> Um, let's do some quick scores and we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, Bridget Liverpool gets a big win over Crystal Palace in the Premier League. Brentford still holding strong 2 0 over Wolves. Um, Everton takes a big hit against Aston Villa. They were sitting pretty high on the table until that one. That's an ouchie. Um, I don't know. Bundesliga, Bayern just a train 7 0 over Bochum. And I, I haven't seen how um, my guys at Union are doing their playing today. 
And I, I put some uh, Liga Miakis in here as well. Juarez over Leon, 1-0. Toluca over America, 3-1. That's a big win for them. They are up there as well. Toluca's hanging tight in the top three. Chivas over Pachuca, 1-0. And Mazatlan and Pumas tied 2-2. Any last things, compañeros? Pushis. Um. Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, enjoy your day. <laughs> I have no idea what else. Uh, we, we have this, a discussion uh, here. So day. there's, so, yeah. so there's, um, so G um, wants to get a cat, but um, we have dogs, and one of them who's particularly um, very territorial. So the conversation is like. <laughs> Do we want to get a kitten and then just face them together so they can get like because one of our dogs is like is, is very friendly and, and we'll do it like but you have to introduce it to it and i'm like yeah i like i don't mind cats it's just that any extra work that i have to do with two animals with three kids just becomes extra things that i don't want to put onto my checklist so so i'm not an anti-cat hater i just you know i mean they're they're less they're less work than dogs yeah, unless, yeah, unless you get one that's like super food motivated, like mine, who is de- like, if you're home, she's demanding a meal. Um, but for the most part, I mean, it's you don't have to worry about going home to let them out. Yeah, I also saw that video where like people put put uh, aluminum foil on their on their countertops and watch their cats freak out when they jump on top of it just to teach them not to jump on top of it so, so <laughs> I mean, that, there's a positive thing for me to, to, to look forward to if it can we go be, down this road it can be that's really funny. fun <laughs> so and plus i like cat toys and making them play but that's the other thing too but yeah that's yeah yeah that's why mostly why we were in wisconsin a couple weeks ago i mean we were there to see family but I, but the brother-in-law and the sister-in-law got two kittens that are like four months old so oh, we spent all the time been. Both of them, every and myself included, they're 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 a lot of fun just to mess around with them. Play we're just with. we're just waiting for the for the household in your house to just decide to uh, to finally Oof. get a cat, right? Hard okay. ask, hard ask. <laughs> I mean, we'll they see. do help with the with the mouse population if you have issues. Yeah, yeah. We've actually been finding a lot of moles lately, which are really interesting. Oh, kind dude, of those things are scary. Well, they're funny because like we'll go out and kind of observe and play with them. And yet sometimes they scream at us a little bit and we get too close. But I mean, they're blind. So they're just kind of like yeah. bonking around the yard, like hitting the tree and hitting the gardens. And, like, they're trying like to just find little, little clumps of fur. Which, yes. right. Like they have <laughs> eyes, but they don't see anything. Yeah. It's right. like it's like that screech that they make, though. That's piercing, terrifying. It when is. You have that piercing. I remember. Oh, God. We. We have a lot of them, and a few times we've actually put traps down in the holes because oh, the all of the tunnels that they were making, our yard felt like it was like a floating lawn Ooh. because there's so many holes. So as you walk across, anytime we're out there like burning or something or walking and trying to pat them down and break them. Um, but yeah, a few times we put traps in there, and uh, never again after one of them did not uh, die quickly in the humane trap. Um, yeah, they scream like crazy. It's like scream <laughs> bloody murder. Like it's yes. like it's like it's like you know that show American Horror, like the series, yes. right? It's like yep. that needs to be put into there somehow, just to screech. Because uh-huh. that's just like because my dogs were like by the fence and like they were sniffing at this one thing. And Remy is very like prey driven, 
So he's like all in like, I either am I going to play with this thing or I'm going to try to bite it, right? And then he pawed on it, and I was like, what is that? Is that a mouse? He's like, a mouse would have run away. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's like it's too confident to be able to be a mouse. Or either that is a mouse who's got a death wish or something like that, right? And so like, it's, all it's the- just confusion. It's not even confidence. They're just like, what is <laughs> yeah. happening? Where am I? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I saw, yeah. I, I peeked, and like I saw it. And it turned his mouth and opened up his teeth and it screeched. I've never been like, oh, holy cow. I was like, dogs, get away. I don't know. And then you read up and you read up online that they, you know, their bite might have some, you know, if you get bitten by one, you have to get, you know, tested because they might have some, you know, and I'm like, they are low. And I was like, I was checking my dogs that they get bit. But, and then I'm trying to figure out how do I, how do I not disturb a mole, but tell them to get out of my yard. It's like, <laughs> That was my process in my head. I was like, how do I do that? Like, like can't. I can't let right, my listeners, dogs outside. Can't do it. This, this, there it is. That, that, that's, that's the Minnesota football show uh, mole <laughs> content and question for you. Get them out without disturbing them. Let us know. That was quite the turn for the ending. Patreons will get some some special vermin content later <laughs> on. No. <laughs> uh, yes, there is the yeah. Patreon. MN, uh, Patreon.com backslash MN football show. We, we had a lot of good stuff in this one. I'll cut some stuff up and put it up there. Maybe this entire piece will go up there. I don't Just know. the entire mole. Sorry. <laughs> this is pretty good, though. I might keep this one in. This, this, I, like, I like the mole content. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you, Rodrigo and Bridget. Thank you, listeners. Um, please support if you can. And big one with Houston next week. Hopefully they get it done. Need those points. Hasta la vista. Bye-bye. Bye.